0: Love Babs Love Talk. I am Babs Rolls Ivy. And uh thank you for tuning in this morning. I feel a little sluggish this morning, but that's all right. I'll make do. Uh let's see. Hey Paul. Hey Harry. Good morning. I know Paul's out there or about to go out there and find somebody for word on the street, but in the meantime, it is uh National Poetry Month. Before we get into poetry though. High five UConn. Woo! Go ahead, Yukon. They have been to this place since 2014. Welcome back. <laughs> and this team seems so mature and so uh just so mature and 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 cohesive. This seems like a very cohesive team. I, I hope they I hope they are because they look like they are. So uh high five UConn. Uh congratulations. So I know folks are very excited because I know people was watching games all night last night. I know. I know. I got friends who were all about it. They were deep, 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 deep Yukon husky people. You know, and my friend uh <laughs> my, fr- my friend, my friend Ken Tulo out there in California, out there, and I don't know what what team country out there, but you know, he's a Connecticut kid and, well, he's a grown-up with, with uh, a a set of twin girls. And so this morning, you know, he I guess last night he was like hooping it up about Yukon. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, Ken Tulo, why in God's name have you not turned your house into Yukon Nation in California? <laughs> you know I'm talking about you. I don't know if you're listening this morning, but I'm talking about you. You you should have been feeding them babies peppies and salads and 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 uh <laughs> modern pizza from birth. You should have came, brought these babies to Connecticut day one and spoon feeding them pizza. And and you should have got your wife a jersey. Yukon a jersey. It's one of the first, you know, when you're dating somebody, those first dating gifts, you should have given her a Yukon jersey. <laughs> Yes, Kentulo, I am setting you on fire this morning because you cannot be talking about you, you're the only Yukon person in your house. No, 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 you did that wrong. I I I expect that you would take this time to remedy that situation. <laughs> get those, get that family into Yukon nation mode. <laughs> oh, that is so funny. So yes, Yukon won. It's very exciting. High five, Connecticut. That's where we are. That's where we be. That's who we are. That's where we are. That's how we be. That's who we are. Yukon Nation. So anyway, all right, I hooped it up enough. I just want to make, I just want y'all to know I'm down with the Yukon. <laughs> it's my state. It's my team. I'm down. I'm down. Although I went to bed. I didn't watch the game. <laughs> So I don't know, Paul, if you're asking people who they went for last night. I'm sure there must be some some UConn fans out there in these streets. And uh, I don't know. We'll see. See what you run up on. I mean, at least, at least at the end of the conversation, whoever you run up on, ask them, are you a UConn fan? And it doesn't matter, boys or girls, men or women. I'm sorry, men or women, men or women, men or women. So we'll see. Yukon. So anyway, back to regularly, regularly programming, regularly scheduled programming. Uh, I had to get my Yukon hype in there. It is uh Poetry Month. And uh I'm gonna be reading a bunch of poems throughout the month because it's National Poetry Month and uh and I'm a poet and I might slip one or two of mine in there, we'll see. But I read a poem this morning. Uh, because I belong to uh, uh you know, poem, poem in your box or some old thing. I get them in my mail, in my email rather. And uh I have to find it. I don't know where it is. And I got one last night or yesterday morning. They come early, early in the morning. And I just thought it was such a it was such a good poem. And when I come across a good poem, I, I send it off to people who I know like poems the way I like poems. And so a couple of people got it from me this morning. Now I got, I don't know where the hell it is. Now I got to go to my scent <laughs> and see, and see who the hell I sent the poem to. I mean, see, see which one I, um, which one I sent because April is poetry month. Uh yeah. So um this one is called I Dare You by Dorian Liu. And uh, oh, this this font is so and I, I just you'll see why I like it because it speaks to a lot of it's it speaks to my where I am. You know, not not where I like age wise, speaks to where I am age wise. Cause I this this rip resonates with me greatly. And then I'll tell you about the poet. Um, It's autumn and we're getting rid of books, getting ready to retire, to move someplace smaller, more manageable. We're living in reverse, age proofing for the new house. Nothing on the floors to trip over, No hindrances to the slow mechanisms of our bodies. A small table for two. Our world is shrinking. Our closets mostly empty. Gone the light tight skirts and dancing shoes. The bells and whistles. Now when someone comes to visit and admires our complete works of Shakespeare, the hawk feather in the open dictionary, the iron angel on a shelf, we say, take them. This is the most important time of all, the age of divestment, knowing what we leave behind is like the fragrance of blossoming trees that grow stronger after you pass them, breathing them in for a moment before breathing them out. An ordinary Tuesday, when one of you says, I dare you, and the other just laughs. I love that poem so much. So. I Dare You was written uh, while in the midst of downsizing from a large house in Raleigh, North Carolina, uh, where she taught at North Carolina State for 13 years to a small home in California where they retired. They had a party for their grad students and told them they could survey the house and take anything that caught their eyes or fancy. They filed out the door with a white lace parasol a red sequin cocktail dress, a tin angel, throw pillows, canned vegetables, rolled up rugs, pictures, potted plants, towels, posters and coasters of Dolly Parton, Mick Jagger, David Bowie, and Cher, the dining room table, and a roll of toilet paper. It was exhilarating. All that stuff gone from my life. I'm a poet, so I write a poem about it, but it's also a poem about aging and accepting that you too will be carried out like a broken lamp and buried in the dump, we call a graveyard, or scattered into a plot of land or poured out over the ocean. This Exodus was somehow a preparation for the acceptance of this fact. I do not expect the final line. I did not expect the final line, but when it came, I knew that the other world I had belonged to was coming to a close, youth. Remember when you do anything on a dare, on a whim, and that feeling of, why not? Oof! What remains between us is mirth. Dorian Lau is the author of the collection, Life on Earth, and the textbook, Finger Exercises for Poets both forthcoming this year from W.W. Norton. She is the recipient of fellowships from the National Endowment for the Arts and the Guggenheim Foundation, as well as an Oregon Book Award. Lau lives in Richmond, California, on the land of the Ah, oh, I love this poem. I just, she is right. It is a poem about aging. And uh, I'm not quite where she is, uh, because I still fancy accumulating things, and I know in about well, five years that probably will change. I imagine I will have to downsize, but I was trying to what I was trying to do uh as a single woman here once my daughters leave is to sort of capture that single woman's life for a little bit uh before it is time for me to uh think about you know, really aging. I'm thinking about aging, but at some point you have to sort of, you know, prepare prepare. I'm not in that space, although listening to Reverend Barber on Sunday at Palm Sunday service at Dixville congregation, we got six minutes. So. <laughs> so so I'm hoping I got six more minutes so I could I could uh use my time wisely. But that's the idea is to, uh, uh-oh, Harry sent me a message. Let me look in the chat. The idea is to uh, have a little more time as a single. <laughs> Did you flip over a car, pull down a light post? If you didn't, you ain't really celebrated. <laughs> I mess with you, Harry. <laughs> who's to say I didn't, (laughs) who's to say I did not anyway. So as I, as I think about that poem and I think about my current life, you know, I, I want a little more time to sort of be fully single grown woman in my own space alone. That's, that's the goal, you know, uh, before I have to make other decisions and, you know, I, I want to live alone for a period of time. That has always been the goal. Ever since I gave up the house, the goal was, I want to live alone, and uh, and I'm I'm trying to get there. It'll take a minute, because these girls got to launch. They got to get out of my space and get into their own space so that they can start. They can start their lives of accumulating things and uh, getting into it. That's the that's the idea. You know, that is the idea. So uh, I was trying to, I was trying to, uh, do the best,
1: do the best that I can. And, uh, you know, listen, uh, listen.
0: Anyway, let me tell you, too. I put, I bought, I've been buying, I bought new pillows the last couple of weeks. You know, I have a king size bed. So I bought uh, two sets of king size pillows and uh, one set of standard pillows. Uh, I had originally bought one set of king size pillow and then one standard set, you know, standard queen set of pillows. And then I just wanted... So I have four pillows. I didn't put them on the bed. They were still in their wrappers. Because I, I knew I was going to, you know, change out this winter bedding and put spring bedding. And I have a king-sized bed, so it's no easy feat, you know, The particularly the way the bed is situated in the room. You know, it's not an easy to get around a king-sized bed on any day, but it's harder in a smaller room. Um, so... So I went back and I bought more pillows. So now I have six pillows and, and then I bought, you know, all the rage right now is satin um pillowcases, but not the satin of 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 my youth, you know, not the not those slick satin pillowcases that you 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 will slide the hell off, you know, not those. Uh these are designed to be uh sat, they are satin, but they're designed to be on your pillow to preserve moisture in your skin and hair. and I was like, well, you know, I don't do much. Uh, I don't do much by way of keeping the skin nice. My skin is nice, naturally nice, which I'm no fool. That can change overnight as you're aging. <laughs> so anyway, I so I said, well, let me, since I do so little in way of care, uh, let me invest in these little in these pillowcases. And I mean, they're like $6, $7, right? They're not, not a heavy lift, but they feel like a million dollars. And they absolutely feel like a million dollars. And I, I, I'm telling you, I, I went to sleep last night and it was, it was as if I was in an, and I pulled out my, um, my, my other sheet, my spring sheets. Um, and I've got lots of different, you know, I've got, um, um parisian cotton sheets i've got a italian linen i got uh egyptian cotton i got all the sheets so i pulled out uh and what i've been taking what i like doing is um i make i make my bed and then i put two flat sheets and then my comforter because i just like a lot of cover um and two flat sheets so i i took um gray and pink so i have a very soft soft gray Set of sheets that are just—they're beautiful, but they're and they're very, very faint gray, very faint, faint, faint. And then I've got uh, a very pink set of sheets, and I put them together, and they have a bit of a ruffle on them. I think they're my—I think these are my Parisian cotton sheets. um I've had them for a while, but I laundered them up the other day, and then was just waiting to make the bed. So I finally made the bed last night. that Margo was home when I had her come in here, and get on the other side of the bed make my bed (laughs) so anyway so i slept on fresh sheets with beautiful new pillows with satin uh
1: with satin uh pillowcases
0: and i it was just the most luxurious thing honest to god luxurious honest to god so i i just felt like oh it was just a wonderful sleep. So when I got up this morning, I really wanted to linger a little bit. (laughs) Honest to God, I wanted to linger a little bit. And, you know, I'm a morning person. I'm a, I'm a lark and an owl. I can stay up late. I can get up early, you know, and I don't even know if I stayed up late last night. I think I, I think I lights out at 1130. I think it was an 1130 night, which is early for me because I could stay up to midnight or to one and then like, okay. Oh, um, so, so yeah, so I'm up now, uh, and be ready to rock and roll in a little bit, but got up and had a glass of water, but those sheets and that, those pillowcases and those pillows, baby, <laughs> I am such a girl for luxury and, and it doesn't have to be opulence. I like opulence, but I, you know, a little taste of luxury. That's why I tell people, you know, you can have luxury. You, you know, it's not necessarily staying at the four seasons. It is creating four seasons in the space that you're at, right? So, I mean, we all could go to TJ Maxx and Marshalls and find, find high-end sheets. If you look, you can find the very, very nice sheet, $40, $50, maybe sometimes $60 if it's, you know, really, really high-end sheets. You know, but even if 60 is out of your price point, they've got 30 3499 sheets that are that are nice. You launder them up um and uh and you put them on the bed. New sheets are new sheets. I don't, you know, they could be polyester, new sheets are new sheets. Um, that's a bit of luxury, right? Like don't don't just and new pillows are a luxury, right? I was holding on to these grimy, icky ass pillows that I had. And I, for, for no reason other than I just didn't go get new pillows, which is so out of character for me. And, and, and I had taken the pillowcases off my sheets, off my pillows, because I, at some, I wanted to keep reminding myself to get new pillows. Well, this went on for months and months and months and months, maybe a year. This went on maybe two years. (laughs) It went on for a while. And I realize, what am I doing? Like, I have nice things. You know, and that, and that's how we that's how we forget to live our lives. J- just exactly what I did. Putting it off until the next moment, or the next time, or when I think of it, or when I'm reminded, instead of like, no, no, no. The moment is right now. Put the damn pillows on the bed, new pillows, new pillowcases, new sheets. And it's easy to sort of forget because. Because you let it go out of um, not being important, that's what happens. You you know that's what happens in our in our lives. This is why when you when people go out looking a wreck, you know when when you, you 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 don't you don't deem it as important. Do you know what I mean? When you walk out the house any old kind of way and you look any old kind of way, you, what you're saying is this does this is not that important to me. And I'm not saying it should be. I'm just saying. Why isn't it like how you show up and what you surround yourself with? why isn't that important why like what- what what are we doing when we are when we are not uh living luxuriously or well put together? what are we saying and listen, I'm not suggesting anybody go and put on full on makeup and all that stuff unless that's your thing. It is not my thing. That's why I wear colorful glasses and colorful clothes and dangly earrings, because I'm not one for makeup unless somebody is applying it and I have something to do. But for the most part, I'm, I, I, I'm not interested. But I do like being well put together. I want my space to reflect that. My space at right now is not reflecting how I feel. <laughs> and and how I, how I want to live <laughs> and uh and I'm I'm wrestling with how to how to remedy that how to remedy that uh but here's the thing it's important but it's not that important because if it was that important I would figure this out and get it done just like putting fresh sheets on my bed i mean i always have fresh sheets on my bed i mean I, the winter sheets you know the heavier ones So it was time to take them off, you know, the fleece and the heavy cotton and the, so it was time to take them off. So I always have, I always have nice linens, but when I don't appoint my bed, that's saying I'm not making it a priority. So I made it a priority. I like my, I like the priority of making the bed look amazing when I get in it. Now there's nobody sleeping with me, but myself and my books. And, and occasionally, and, and five o'clock in the morning, my laptop, <laughs> that's what's happening. <laughs> so so I like a little luxury. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna start piece by piece in my space to start creating the space that I want. I don't have any curtains hung in my apartment, which is, I was like this in my house though. It took me, it took me having a big party for my family to hang curtains in my house and then once I once I hung the shears I was like oh I started building the windows and then once that happened I was like oh I'm all in (laughs) so here's Paul Bass with word on the street I'll come back to luxury (laughs) you step back though like morning. hi Babs how you doing I'm good happy UConn winning day (laughs) can you hear me yes I can hear
2: you I'd like you to meet Angel Diaz. We're near a loud truck. He drives purplefuels.com. We're on Munson Street. And what's the word on the street today, Mr. Diaz?
3: Word on the street is me delivering. Uh, heat I and can't oil hear him. To different oh.
0: houses. Can and you hear us, Babs? Yes. When he turns his head, I can't hear him. Okay.
2: Okay. What are you doing today?
3: Oh. Oh. Well, I'm um, delivering heating oil to different houses. Um,
2: and you're backed up today.
3: Yeah, very busy. Um, I got a couple, I got a couple houses in New Haven and then I got some in Orange. Um, I just came uh, from West Haven. So it's like,
2: I know you're going to do this house in.
3: here. Yeah, I already did this house here. So yeah. let me
2: ask you, is this a busy time? Is this the last gasp of cold weather and then it goes easier in the in the summer?
3: Yeah, yeah. The the weather has a lot to do with it. So right now it's like kind of still busy. Um, but maybe towards more of the summer, is going to uh, slow down a little bit.
2: And why is today busier than like last week or the week
3: before? Just because of uh, the weather, you
2: know. Turn so cold like, again.
3: People, people, oh, it's cold now. Maybe we should get some, some oil, you know. And, uh,
2: so the, so the they, fact
3: uh, that it got cold the last few days made you busier. Right, right,
2: right. And, that's you, how, that's how, and how long
3: have you been uh, delivering fuel oil? I've been delivering a fuel oil for about four years now.
2: And what's that like?
3: Is it a good um, job? I love it. I mean, I pull the holes from, let's say, this is an easy, you know, easy, uh, driveway. Right. you know, so I just pull the holes, hook up, and listen to the, you know, the whistle, and and wait until the oil finishes, and then roll it up and head to the next one.
2: And what do you like about it? You said you love
3: it. Well, I love it because I get to drive around, you know, and, uh, and then I like to drive. So, you know, I mean, even a
2: truck like that, like it's said, hard to maneuver. Sometimes no, I'll show it.
3: No, no, it's not hard to maneuver. When you have a lot of oil on there, you do got to be careful when you take the turns. You don't want to obviously you don't want to take it too, you know, you know, fast. You want to go real slow with it because the, the uh, oil, you know, when it rocks back and forth, it makes waves. So it'll kind of push back and forth. So it'll give it that extra push you know, when you're turning, so it can cause a, uh, a turnover.
2: Have you ever had a case in the four years where a bad driver is coming at you and you had to think fast?
3: Yeah. Tell yeah. me about that. Yeah, well, I had to just, you know, but I, I tend to, like, if I'm on the highway, I tend to just stay in a slow lane um, or, or, in or you know, in, in the residential areas. I just, you know, if there's a crazy driver, I just slow down or I stop when, you know, I let them do whatever they gotta do and keep going. I have that idea day. too. And where you do you know live, Angel? Um what town? I'm from East Haven. And what do you wh- what did you do before you were a driver? How did you get into this? Um well I mean I, I was doing uh delivering pizza for uh for New Haven. And then I was uh I I do automotive mechanics, you know, I repair cars on the side, so I uh you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I like and how deliver.
2: did you get into this?
3: Well, I, I figured, well, if I'm going to do, if I'm going to drive for, you know, for a pizza place doing delivery, I might as well, you know, take it up or not. And what pizza know? place was it? Uh, I think it's pizza. Uh-huh. You know, so
2: Avenue. now you showed me you have another business, too. Yes. When you're not driving, the, and, Fabs, can you hear us okay? Yes. Uh, when you're not driving this oil truck, what are you doing for money?
3: Well, I uh I also have a little uh, embroidery tie business. I uh I embroider hats. I have my own clothing line, collaboratory26 at uh, Instagram.com. Um, and when did you start this clothing line, and why? I started it back like prior to when the pandemic like four or five years ago. Um, that's when the former president was in you know in office. He's like everybody needs masks mandatory. Mine was on Amazon two months away, and my, uh, my uh, girlfriend, she was like, oh, well, I know how to make uh, masks. Okay, so we went to go buy the, the sewing machine supplies, and from a little sewing machine, I graduated to a, an embroidery machine, because it was just for me and my family, but everybody started wanting masks and stuff, so it, you know, I just so
2: this was less. This is three years ago. We've only yeah. had the pandemic. Three yeah, like years. three
3: years ago. So you
2: started because of the pandemic. Yeah, you started with your girlfriend doing yeah. masks, and now yeah. you're doing more than masks. Yep. What are you yep. doing now?
3: Well, I, now I now I have two big machines where I can do bigger logos and stuff like that. Um, so the
2: business grew. So it grew a
3: little bit. It grew a little bit. Yeah.
2: Are you making money?
3: Yeah, I'm making a little bit money. And are you money.
2: gonna sew tonight or tomorrow? Oh uh,
3: yeah, I actually I'm doing a little barber shop. Um I'm doing like four serves at a barber for a barber shop and stuff.
2: What time like, you doing that?
3: Uh well when I get out of here. What time <laughs> is that? Uh probably like two, three o'clock, maybe
2: four. So before dinner you'll do that? Yes. And what's the barbershop? Um, uh you eight, don't have to tell eight, me if you don't know.
3: I don't and it, how many no total eight. calls do you have today? Um today I have about like twenty total calls. And what's a typical wow. day? Um a typical day is probably like twenty to thirty. So
2: it is a typical day.
3: Yeah. It's not busier than usual. No, no, no. Oh, I thought you said it was a busier day. Well. Oh, there's the barbershop. The barbershop is the untitled barbershop. The untitled barbershop. Where are they based? And they're based on Washington Ave. Oh, and in the 670 yeah. Washington Ave, New Haven, Connecticut.
2: Do you have any questions for Angel, Babs?
0: I, I make sure you get his information about his business so we, we can will put it, it in, in the... What about Easter?
3: What do you do for Easter? Well, he's um spend time with the family, maybe we can take him out on an egg hunt and uh you know <laughs> enjoy, enjoy how many it. kids do you have? I have uh four kids and uh-huh. then I have my uh my uh, gr- girlfriend's niece and nephew you know
2: so. so it's gonna be a big Easter hunt so where is it gonna be, be?
3: um uh, probably at my house most likely I mean we got a big yard so. I'll probably just, you know, and he's uh, yeah, tuck the egg somewhere. Right
2: so, Babs, we got special permission from Angel's boss to do this interview. So, I think <laughs> yeah. we need to let him go back on the road. If
3: you want to take a shot at what I drive, and if you want to come closer, then you can see what
2: This is purplefuels.com, and you'll get Angel Diaz to take it to your door. Okay, Babs.
0: <laughs> Thank you so, so this much.
2: Is Angel and Paul on Manchester Street signing off from Love Babs Love Talk at WNHHFM.
0: You <laughs> have. Oh, that's cute. Oh, oh Harry, we need we need word on the street stuff. We need word on the street stuff. So maybe you could do us some hats or something or some t sweaters or something. We need something. <laughs> Tell Paul to like order some shirts or something, some sweaters. I wouldn't mind a word on the street, a word on the street with the Love Babs logo under it. Right. Or yeah, that would, that would work. <laughs> Get on that, Harry. Get on that. Design something, design something, design something. Oh, I don't know what I was talking. Oh, I was talking about a little bit of luxury. That's very cool. Paul uh, oh, just finds the most interesting uh, folks. I don't know the purple fuels people. Um uh, I don't I don't I don't heat with oil my 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 apartment heats with um gas and it's high <laughs> high 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 <coughs> high high high
1: high high uh, so yeah all right
0: cool cool yeah you still have to get a little a little oil in your tank and if you can fill it up then I, we, you know, we're probably at the, toward the, this might be your last oil until for a while to like it's late summer when you got to like bump it back up. If I recall, I you know, cause my house, um, uh, in Bellevue, we, we, we needed to buy oil. I had a really great oil company too. Oh, I just love that little man. Um, he was so good to me uh always came when i when i needed him if i my thing broke down he referred me to people you know and i know he didn't do that for everybody like i know so uh i know he didn't so this was this was a real treat uh it was a real treat so anyway uh that's where we are it's uh what is it tuesday it is tuesday and the weather's looking pretty good, although uh, towards the middle of the week, towards the end of the week, it's going to be like icky. So it's going to be rainy, going to be damp. Uh, it's going to be a little cold. You know, so uh, it's going to be, be a lot of things. So uh, just getting ready. Let's just get ready. All right, so let's get into it. Um, I guess everybody's in New York waiting and watching this whole Donald Trump fiasco mess. You know, the indictments will be un- unsealed and we'll know all the 30 gazillion charges. <laughs> or the judge could just dismiss it out of hand. I don't know. Who, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know. Who knows? We'll see. I, I, listen, this is a circus and I don't know what to expect. I don't know what to expect. I, you know, I say lock him up, but, you know, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I, I, I sure. I know he. If he, if he goes to tarot readers, I know he didn't see this in his future. I know that. I know it. So, um, we'll see what happens. I, I'm not really. Uh, listen, I have, I, I. I don't have any real thoughts on this just yet. Uh, should I, should he should he go? Yes. He's going. He's already in New York at that god awful Trump Tower. Uh so he's there. And uh we'll see we'll see we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. It's it's uh it's uh,
1: permeating the news, I'll tell you that. And uh
0: listen. We'll just, we'll, we'll, and uh, I, I understand Melania, uh, Melania Trump is, is not showing up either. <laughs> the, 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 Eric is going, Melania's like, oh, uh-uh. I don't, uh-uh, this is not my scene. I don't got nothing to wear. <laughs> I'm like, okay, i I'm am I'ma leave it alone. So. But anyway, uh they won't have any uh news people uh in the court. So it won't be uh, broadcast. Uh I, I mean I guess you'll get to see them go in and whatever, but then then they have to like dial it back. Uh the Russia Ukraine still happening. Uh I guess some woman was handed a some woman walked into the coffee shop where the pro-war Russian blogger cat was given some kind of talk and handed it to him or something, a little statue of some sort, killed him. Now, I I know the Russians are blaming Ukraine for this, but for my money, this just sounds like Russian playbook stuff. (laughs) I'm no Russian. I don't live in Russia. I ain't never been to Russia but from where i sit and all and the history of how they take people out you know the only thing about this is it wasn't poison cuz you know they're good with the poison right they they are masters of doling out some poison they are good at that so i guess they figured if we do poison people will know it's us so let's go with our second choice a bomb <laughs> And I'm like, uh,
1: uh, I'm like, listen,
0: we already know it's you, Russia, that (laughs) we, whether it's a bomb or poison, we know it's you. You don't got no problems killing your own if it could make a bigger point. And you just want to keep mess going. So so you kill one of your own, probably because he's getting way too popular, even though he's pro-war. With that level of popularity, it becomes problematic because you can't control that, right? And he's got outlets that you can't really control. So you kill him and you put it on somebody else's back because it it, it just fuels the fire of why y'all think y'all are in Ukraine. Uh I, this is how I see it. I'm no diplomat and I'm I'm not Russian or Ukrainian. I don't have any roots in either one of those countries. But from where I sit, that just seems so I, I, I don't know what the security is like in Russia, but I dare say I doubt very seriously that somebody of Ukrainian uh uh like like they wouldn't notice some Ukrainian folks in Russia at the moment and maybe she's not Ukrainian or she's working for the Ukraine but i i find it hard to believe that they wouldn't like they would they wouldn't know all the people who got ties to Ukraine in their country i find that hard to believe i don't know i i'm just talking on the radio but i i just feel like i don't i don't know what your what 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 russian security looks like or russian intelligence look like but i dare say Mm-mm. <laughs> I'm not going with some random Ukrainian person handed some person a bomb to go kill somebody. I, I'm not that. Yeah. I, y'all need to come with a better story. Like, take some time, sit back, take some time. Tell tell a different story. Cause I, I, and in a news media, I, I just wish the news media would just do what I'm doing. Ask the questions. <laughs> like, don't just, don't just regurgitate what, what they say to say, ask the, can't you, can't the news people on air ask the questions? like, Oh, okay. So you want me to tell the American people, this is what is happening without asking questions. Oh, we got questions. Ask the questions. Like, why does the news media ask legitimate questions about this? I don't know. Maybe that maybe they feel like that's not their job. It's just a report. But you're not really reporting, you're just regurgitating. This is what Russia says happened. And you just say it. <laughs> so you're really working for them when you just say it. I'm just that's how I'm thinking about this. I could be wrong. Anyway, moving on from that. Moving on from that foolishness. Um, in the New Haven Register the New Haven violence prevention office official quits after three months. <laughs> I, do, do I dare delve into why do I do I eh. next story. In the Connecticut Insider anchor spa in New Haven um is a forward moving cocktail experience. Yeah, if you go there it is. It's it's a it's a it's a it's a wonderful uh it's a wonderful, uh, space. And I, you know, I, I know Anchor Spa when Anchor Spa was like Anchor Spa, Anchor Spa before it became, you know, Anchor Spa, you know? So mm-hmm. when it was just the Anchor, you know, Anchor Bar, it was this Anchor Bar, it was like divish. Um, so anyway, pretty good, uh, Pretty good space. Uh he did a good job. He's um Carl Franz has been my guest a couple of times on this show. And we had good conversations about uh cocktails and you know, anchor spa and uh the iconicness of it and blah 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 blah. It was a wonderful, it's a wonderful space. I've been in there lots of times for lots of reasons, for lots of parties. It's a great space, you know. And the fact that it's black-owned is just so attractive. So uh Let's see, oh, there's news all over the place. Uh, the star of hBO's the sopranos to host a live discussion in New Haven. Oh, I wonder when they got to do that. Uh I'll look at that in a minute and- uh West Haven man, who conspired with Demossa gets eight years in prison. Oh boy, oh is that um is that our friend Andrew gearing? Did he represent this? Is this his case? Uh, yeah, that is Andrew Geary, West Haven man who conspired with DeMoss to, to eight years in prison. Wow. Oh my God, these cookies are my nerves. I, I don't want to read any more of your articles. So this might be worth mentioning. So a federal judge sentenced John uh, Tresacco, a 51-year-old West Haven native, to eight years in prison for conspiring with former state Democratic lawmaker Michael DeMassa to steal more than $431,000 in taxpayer funds. The substantial prison term marks the most serious sentence delivered thus far as part of a federal corruption probe that uncovered more than $1.2 million in taxpayer money that was stolen out of West Haven City Hall. Uh, Tresako is one of four people who were charged by federal prosecutors last year for using phony companies and bogus invoices to embezzle money from West Haven's finance department. The other defendant included include Damasa, include his wife, and other city employee. Uh, and before handing down the eight-year prison sentence, the U.S District Judge Omar Williams cited the exceptional circumstances of the pu- public death and tra- uh earlier crimes which include trespassing, drug possession, robbery, and assault to uh federal prosecutors did not bring up the that criminal okay i'm about to take a break oh no i got a few minutes uh criminal history during trisaco's Tricasso- week long trial late last year the prosecutors were also barred at the time from making any reference to organized crime or the mob <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> Federal sentencing guidelines uh, in the case call for a prison sentence between 33 and 41 months, according to court records. But Williams argued that the circumstances in in the case called for an even harsher punishment in order to deter other people from partnering with government officials to steal large sums of taxpayer money. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if this discourages people. I'm just going to say that. I don't know. Maybe eight years is a run, but uh, I don't know. I don't know if we think about this in the right way. But um, so he's got to repay one hundred and forty-three thousand to the city of West Haven, despite this, the, despite the fact that he pocketed and gambled most of the four hundred thirty-one thousand that was stolen through his companies. So this means the rest of the money that was stolen from West Haven will need to be repaid by Damasa, who is scheduled to be sentenced in Hartford later this month. Okay, so Williams largely issued that restitution order because he was skeptical that you know he'd be willing or able to repay anything. So while issuing that restitution order, Williams noted that Trisaco has no legitimate job and has not reported any business or personal income to the federal government in recent years. So according to federal probation officers, um, Trisaco, uh, was recently asked to estimate how much he owes in delinquent taxes, and according to him, uh, the pre-sentencing report, <laughs> God only knows. <laughs>
1: oh Lord. Anyway,
0: uh, yeah. So so uh, he's he's already had four months to prepare for prison. So. Uh, so he, he asked for several weeks to sort out his affairs, uh, like the other defendants in the case were, but Williams argued that, hey, he already had four months to prepare for prison. Yikes. Damn. Okay. Well, anyway, so that's, um, that's Andrew Gehrig. I see in the picture. So, wow. Woo. That's a tough one. All right. Um, the Pez people made in Connecticut. Uh they're, they're in the paper. Uh well, they're in the news, 12 News Connecticut, made in Connecticut, the Pez candy factory in the town of Orange. Aren't they moving? They're moving. And then uh, hey, this is some good news. Guilford's breakwater books on the green gets new owners. Yay. Cause I know they they, you know, the guys that were selling it and they they've been they've been a guest of mine on this show. Uh lovely men. Um, and they're both, I think, high-powered attorneys, and they were looking for a good home for for their bookstore. And I guess they found they were looking for good owners for the bookstore, and so they they found some owners um, so that the bookstore will, will stay will stay open in Guilford, and people won't be all flipped out. Uh what else is going on? I could pop by the Independent in a minute. Um... And then the, the Valley Independent. Oh, the Valley Independent's taking a few days off. Okay. And uh yep. So let me let me jump by how much time I got? I got a few minutes. Then I'll jump into the New Haven Independent. see what's going on on the front page. Ah, Judge, fair rent, fair rent can hear retaliation cases. Okay. So a state judge ruled that the fair rent commission doesn't have to worry about stepping. On the court's toes when hearing retaliation complaints filed by tenants against landlords suing to evict them, okay, and then, oh yes, this whole pickle pickle pickler thing pickleball thing was a is a huge hit um, uh, they had a whole vibe going on this past weekend at the Floyd Little Athletic Center, and people were just were it was like a lot of people. <laughs> people were having a good time so yeah you have a good time and then there's a piece about yesterday we had the folks who were riding uh riding the bus again and paying money to ride the bus again and then uh yeah yep 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 and then uh cafe nine the Karen Pazio Karen Pazio wrote a piece about cafe nine because you know uh um it was sold to new owners but the new owners are bar people so and and they're gonna keep it cafe nine and they're gonna you know do do what they do so so i'm excited because i i really like cafe nine so uh yeah so mayor is letting it go i mean you know at some point you just gotta you know i'm done (laughs) i gotta do other stuff i'm too old or i want to do some other stuff so but anyway uh they got some folks who are buying it who run bars already and uh and our musicians. So it'll it'll I, I I this is what I would hope. They add some food to that daggone. They got a good bar, they just need a little bit of food, not a lot of food, like I don't need a full, I need need like some bar food kind of stuff, you know. You can get it done. Cause uh one of them works up at uh the owl shop and the owl shop got a little panini thing, so I know they capable of making some food. So come on, put some food up in the space, you know, you know bar food, you know unhealthy things. <laughs> so we can spend our last six minutes eating unhealthy things. So, uh, yeah, that's what I'm going with. That's what I'm going with. And, uh, yeah, so that that's the news roundup. That's that's all I'm gonna give you for the moment. Cause I don't want to open up things on my phone. Cause everybody's like, Ooh, every little thing that you click on wants you to accept their cookies. And then I got to go through it and wipe out my phone. I'm like, Oh, this is such a drag. <laughs> Cause my phone is my command center. Not like, not unlike other people. My phone is the command center. Oh, so when I come back, I'll talk about the writer, the writer, the writing residency in Senegal that I'll be going to next year. And, uh, synagogue 2024 so i'm already in 2024 let me let me let me get into 2023 plus my birthday is coming i'm
1: excited
0: excited to turn 60 and uh, i read you my poem for this morning i might end with another poem um toward the end but i just really like that poem because it just speaks to um where i am not not really where i am but the beginning of thinking about where i want to be i'm not i'm not retired yet so i, I told you i'm not ready i'm not ready to retire but i'm acting like it because i'm trying to live on a on a very fixed income and and america won't let you be great when you don't have any money <laughs> america won't let you be great when you don't when you don't have any money and uh yeah so <laughs> All the things. So uh, I'm going to take a break. I'll be right back at 10.15 with more whatever this is. (laughs) Hi, this is Babs Rawls-Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut. And you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org.
4: So But your eyes You don't want to face the truth So you hide behind your thin disguise But your fate is getting close With the shadows creeping in So you take another dose Of the secrets of within I don't know where to begin But the power will hypnotize Confusion. It's so easy to explode when the world's so numb. Is confusion. I don't know where you've been told, but I'm trying to control confusion. It's so easy to explode when the. It's still so addicted Busy acquiring materialistics Apples with value but no nope nutrition Watching reality stars turn to misfits When in reality girls are going missing Souls lost who say the drugs and addiction The north and south are still so distant Need to pick a knife to cut, cut through the tension. tension How about the fact that you can't see through it Never mattered in the past. Feel the blast of the truth coming back to retract what you knew. But you never had a path to pursue. And get out of our own way. But when you're on the causeway so we feel the heat as we're running down the streets of our own brain. Now we're getting lost and it's causing confusion. It's confusion. I don't know what you've been told, but I'm trying to control confusion. It's so easy to explode Where the world's so numb. It's confusion. I don't know what you've been told, but I'm trying to control confusion. It's so easy to explode with a world, so numbers confusion. I don't know what you've been told, but I'm trying to control confusion. It's so easy to explode where the world
5: I drive by, and I roll down the window to raise up my hand, and we flash each other the peace sign. And it flows like a river the same way every day, and I look forward to it every time. I hope you have someone like that in your life who waves to you and makes you feel fine. The old woman who works in the grocery store I can tell has the hearts for me She blinks her fake eyelashes slowly And clicks her gum in a seductive way And it flows like a river the same way every day And I look forward to it every time I hope you have someone like that in your life Who winks at you and makes you feel fine Cause it's a long way down the river, and it's a long way home. And I hope you have someone special in your life who smiles with you and helps you have fun. Tall house next door to me walks his old dog every day and I watch as he walks by my window and one day I'm gonna say hey and it flows like a river the same way every day and I look forward to it every time I hope you have someone like that in your life to say hey to and make feel fine Cause it's a long way down the river And it's a long way home And I hope you have someone special in your life Who smiles with you and helps you have fun Yes, I hope you have someone special in your life Who smiles with you and helps you have fun
0: talk on Babs Rawls Ivy I'm in the Elm <laughs> it's a wonderful day in the neighborhood a beautiful day in the neighborhood would you be mine could you be mine please won't you be my neighbor anyway how's everybody doing
1: I'm just looking at some pictures from um,
0: the uh, Facing Life Symposium that uh the racial justice center and the Yale law school put all put together. Uh, and the last, the last day, it was at a next Haven. So there were some pictures of me. So let me tell you, let me tell you how far I've come in this trajectory of my life. That when I see pictures that are not flattering of me, I like them anyway. <laughs> that's it. I don't pick it apart. I take one second and be like, Oh, I see. And then that's it. Then it's like, Oh, okay. It's me. That's it. I'm not lamenting. I'm not going to drag myself over the coals about weight or hair or I, I'm not doing it. So so now that when I see pictures of myself I'm like, "Oh, okay, that's me." I want all the pictures of myself and and I don't I don't they can't all just be posed flattering pictures. No, that's not real life. That's not my real life. I don't know if it's your real life, but it's not my real life. So, whatever the picture is, that's what it is. That's, and that's how I, I used to get annoyed because I'd, be, I'd see these terrible pictures and I'm like, and then I would say to myself, and then I started asking myself, what makes it terrible? Is that not you in the picture? Maybe you're not posed right. Maybe you're not standing up straight. Maybe, you know, you're picking in your nose. I don't know, whatever it is. And then I just realized I'm not, I don't hate myself. So if that's the picture, that's the picture. I mean, yeah, there's some pictures that are better than others, of course. I mean, I'm photographed a great deal and I like it. Uh, and I take a lot of pictures of myself and with people that I enjoy or I engage or I meet. I mean, that's just what it is, you know, because I, because at some point, someday, 100 years from now, these pictures will exist in the in the ether. Right. They'll be out there online. Somebody they, they will float out there. Somebody will find them. And I want, I want people to find these pictures a hundred years from now, the way that we find pictures in, in attics and basements and in suitcases and in, in folders and in between books that I, when somebody, when somebody does a search, you know, when, when, when they, when, when a hundred years from now and and young people laugh, like, God, they had something called the internet <laughs> or, oh, they'll go, oh, those pioneers of the internet, <laughs> Bless their hearts. They put up all these pictures, <laughs> and we got a chance to see how they were living and what they was eating and where they was going and, and fashion and music. Like a hundred years from now, some, some people will do that, and and they'll and they'll thank us, you know. So those of you who are like, oh, I I'm not on social media and I'm not and I I don't take pictures of myself, you know, damn y'all. You're not you you're not leaving anything for people to, to take a look at, you know, and that's, and that's how I feel. I feel like a hundred years from now they'll look at these pictures and they'll be like, boy, those people were interesting. Or, or can you imagine that's what they used to do? Or they used to do that, you know? Uh, and then somebody, and and there'll be people who will take fashion cues from the, from the 2023s. Right. Like what were they wearing in the 2023s? Well, this is what they were wearing, and someone would would will be influenced by and 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 take and take some motivation from, and you know what I mean. Like they'll that that's what it is because that's what we do. We look a hundred years uh uh back and say, wow, you know, wow, look look how far we've come. And listen, barring civil rights and and inequities. And um, um, inhumanity, barring all of that, uh, barring, not not even barring all of that, in adjacent to all of that is, you know, how people lived and what we did, and how we made it through. And um, so a hundred years ago, so a hundred years from now, um, somebody will be sitting somewhere doing something very similar to what I'm doing right now, talking to people or connecting people or something it'll be some sense some form of communication for the masses and and they'll be looking back on you know what they what we did what what we're doing you know um and so so that's why I I engage on social media the way that I do because for me it's just record it's record keeping it's record keeping It's record-keeping. And I know people have their feelings about social media and they have their feelings about whatever. Uh, And I know there are people who who are not doing anything with their lives, who are not out there doing anything other than spectating. Um, I I don't know what to say to y'all. If that's where you're comfortable, that's where you are. Uh, But I I am a spectator and a connoisseur of living. I I am. I, I like to see how people live and And I like to be doing some living myself, so uh and I'm very particular about how how that goes down and and how i rock that's just that's just being a connoisseur like i i don't i don't I'm not into everything and anything for the sake of being into everything and anything uh, I'm very particular and peculiar about uh where I roll and how I haunt things you know you know just just everybody's got their proclivities their taste. Uh, the things that turn them on. Uh, You know, I like live music. Any chance I get to go hear live music where it's classical or jazz and jazz being my favorite, uh, I'm gonna go check it out. I'm gonna go where live music is all the time. I'm gonna choose that over anything, right? Uh, I like to eat. So I'm always gonna find myself at a good restaurant that can um, uh, make a way for my severe dairy allergy. I mean, I'm a fat woman, so I'm eating somewhere right so <laughs> and i don't i don't i'm not saying that to be like mean to myself, I'm saying that to say you know having a severe dairy allergy it hasn't slowed me down I mean it slows me down, but it hasn't slowed me down, so I'm just saying so there I mean there's so much to i I just want to always be at the buffet table of life I just want. And that's a that's paraphrasing Auntie maine the Rosalind Russell version of Auntie maine You know, life is a life is a is a buffet table, and poor, there's some poor suckers starving. And uh, and and it and it's true. You know, I was I was just on Facebook and I was looking at some old rant by Bill Saunders uh, about the arts community. You know, and I just like whatever Bill. You know, for the for the. For the, for, the, for the lamenting that you do and the whining and the carry on that you do as if you are entitled to something, you know, but I'm going to leave it at that, you know, whatever, whatever it is you're whining about, you not, you're not, I don't see you doing anything to move the ball down the field except for your own personal lamenting, you know, and then you want other people to join in your lamenting, you know. It's just, you know, you want, you want, you want to see some arts in a different way. Go raise some damn money yourself, raise some money and then do what you want. You know, why do you feel like you're entitled to get all the things? And, and because there's a piece of art that you don't understand, therefore it should not exist. I don't care who puts it up. It It, and, and, and you are, you are absolutely right in saying you don't like something because, that's what art is, is it drives you to sort of say, yes, no, maybe I'll think about it. I hate it, I love it. That's what that's what art does, right? It it puts you into a place of being contemplative about something. That's cool. That's cool. Do your thing, you know. But you you're no this is the thing, you're just known for being a whiny ass person. <laughs> Like just that's what people know you as, oh, and and then the people who are like high fiving you and like yeah 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 they're the same. <laughs> All of y'all are the same. You just known for not not for being progressive, not for being known as a team player, not for someone who actually cares about the arts. What you are, what you are seen as, just an annoyance. And I I mean I guess we should take you serious. I guess I don't know. I just I just know you as a as, as just whining and carrying on. So you know, just whining, and and that's what you known are as. And so the people that support you are the same as you. There's no new people. There's the same people who don't go to nothing, who don't involve themselves in nothing. They just whine, whine, whine about you know whatever. So okay. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I could be really wrong. But I just, every time I see you, you whining. <laughs> I'm like, go have a beer with some people and have a good time. Enjoy some art, man. Do something other than. <sighs> this. cool. This 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 people, institutions. All right. Okay. You might have a point. How do we know? Because you whining. But you know, privilege. So that's all I'm saying. And if somebody knows him and they hear me and they hear me talking about him, go, tell him. Tell him I said so. Hey, listen, this will be up saved in a minute. Send it to him. <laughs> and and then he could then he could write a scathing review about me. I don't give two. <laughs> listen, write whatever you want. I I want people to know. You can say whatever you want about me That There's nothing you can say about me that has not been said. And if you got some new stuff, I'm here to hear it. (laughs) I'm not going to lose no sleep over it one bit. Not one bit. (laughs) So So if somebody knows uh, Bill Saunders out there, y'all tell him I was talking about him. Tell him I was. And he can say whatever. I don't. Listen. Bring it. Say it. Do it. I don't I'm not worried about it because, you know, it's just where I mean, you know, unless you pull out a gun and we got problems and, you know, it's enough angry white men out here pulling out guns on people. You know, I got to worry about people, you know, so I'm not coming to a meeting where you at just in case you feel in some kind of way. I, I can't trust white folks in meetings who are hyped up. <laughs> I Listen, if you if you're a white man in a meeting and you hyped up, don't be insulted. I'm just listen. I can't do it. Y'all got a track record now. I can't, so, so you know, and it starts on Facebook too. You get all this heated language. I'm like, mm, no, 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 no. You know, when y'all talk about running up on somebody, I'm like, don't say that, because that that makes me think you want to do some harm. And I I don't think that's your message, Bill Saunders. I don't I don't think that's your message. I think I think you might have some legit concerns but no one could hear them because you whine whining. But that's just, that's just what I'm going to say. <laughs> so if, somebody, if you're out there, you know him. Tell him I was talking about him. And then he could, he could go and, uh,
1: then he could go and, uh,
0: then you could go and write on, it, right, write, dispatching things about me, I guess. Whatever. I'm not going to worry about it.
1: Uh, anyway. All is well. I'm going to do my best. Uh, I'm going to do my best. And just try to. Uh, live a life that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Anyway. Ah, So off of the art scene. Because that's enough. We've had enough of the art scene, and uh, we'll just let it go with that.
1: Anyway, we are you gonna just go and uh, do what you uh, do, what you need. Anyway, uh, is somebody in here? Yes, your daughter. Oh, hey, girls, what's happening?
0: Well, the girls have been going to the gym. <laughs> oh uh, uh let's see 10 30 let me see it's time for another another poem I think I have my little Pablo Neruda poem oh here it is which I always I, as I said yesterday I always think it's a, a good idea so yeah if y'all see Bill Saunders just tell him I was talking about him that's all that's all uh
1: Uh, let's see. Pablo
0: Neruda, maybe not Pablo Neruda. Let me see what else I got in the cookie jar. Cause it's a good day to, to be in the cookie jar. I still have love in the vortex in front of me. I've got some Sonia Sanchez. I've got oh, you know, I've got Hakim who was my my first crush, and uh, oh, you know, I meant to say how much how sad I was. That um, Randall Robinson had uh, passed. I was such a fan of him, uh, and and I remember when he started Trans Africa. And then I remember when he left the country and moved to to the Caribbean for a few years, and then came back. And he wrote a wonderful book about leaving America, quitting America, uh, and uh, it's always such a I always thought him to be such a good, he had a good eye on, on the world and, and, and Africans and black people in the world. He always had a good eye. Um, And he was such a smart, elegant man. And he is missed. Uh, I think he died a couple of weeks ago. Um, And uh, you know, you, you forget, you, uh, you know, he was like in his eighties, right? You know, in my mind, he's still that vibrant, sexy man who used to, you know, be out there protesting him and Arthur Ashe and Hakai Mahabudi and and some others. Um, but he passed away, and to leave a uh, leave such a legacy. Uh, so, anyway, uh, so anyway, I'm going to read a, a poem from um, Hakai Mahabudi, from Heart Love, Wedding and Love Poems. So uh, love gets too much credit until it finds you. You don't find love, it finds you. Not that love is hidden or unavailable. It's on its own mission, searching for receptive souls. Love cannot be bought, sold, or ordered with dinner. Cannot be charged on gold cards or revolving accounts. Cannot be bartered with food stamps, coupons, or promises cannot be redeemed with cashier checks or money orders. Love is seasoned and concealed in fine fire, delicate music and accessible secrets that are quilted to the tone of distinctive voices wrapped in unconditions and clear commitments, created for unique lovers who have matured and are prepared to receive the most precious of stones, allowing love to tango its cultural language generously. And unencumbered into the essence of those who are blessed. So I he just had a way with words. Okay, y'all have to talk a little softer. Uh uh, he has such a wonderful way with words, Hakai Matabudi. He's still alive. he's still doing uh uh the thing, he's still publishing books and 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 out there in these streets. Uh you know.
1: So uh yeah.
0: A wonderful thing so um words and and that we spend this whole month thinking about words um in a in a way um in, in poetry and all kinds of poetry and i hope schools are taking advantage of this particular time to just introduce children to poetry i did it to my children at a very young age and uh
1: yeah so anyway i'm um, Anyway, anyway,
0: anyway, Um, let me just take a moment to sort of uh, 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 offer my deep, deep condolences to uh, Earl Bloodworth and his wife, Dr. Uh, Shereen Mason, and their son, Isaac Bloodworth. Um, Earl's mother passed away a couple of weeks ago, and uh, she is having her... New Haven, Connecticut service today at 11. And uh she had a, a North Carolina service cuz that's where um she I believe she she spent the rema- last years of her life living in North Carolina. Um but she's having a Connecticut service too. So um So uh my heart goes out to Earl. You know, he's my he's my my friend and uh fraternity brother and d9 brother and uh we are in the yale access to law school program together and you know to have your mother pass while you're in any kind of schooling situation is tough i i remember when my mother passed when i was halfway through my master's program and i just felt like i wanted to give up and uh did not give up anyway so uh my heart's in Prayers are with the Bloodworth family. I don't think I'll get to the service um, because it's uh, at eleven. I might. I may, I might be able to get over there and pop in. I might be able to get over there and pop in. It's just just down the street from where I'm at. Um, so maybe we'll see if I can get in there for at least some of the service uh, and just you know just be a good friend and show up because uh, I want people to come to my service when it's my time. And I hope that that won't be for a very long time. <laughs> like not tomorrow, not in the next six minutes. <laughs> let me let me get back from Marrakesh, and then even then, I I wanna I wanna get through law school. You know. Uh, so anyway, people, that's that's where I'm at. So so, uh, Earl Bloodworth and family the Love Babs, Love Talk family is holding y'all in prayer. And uh, we are deeply saddened by your loss of your mother. That is a terrible, terrible feeling. So, um, but you have a community of people who support you and who will stand with you and uh, hopefully will make uh, that burning a little bit easier to uh, endure. So, so, so yeah. So, yeah, so I'll slip on something and run over there maybe uh, so I could catch some of it. You know, sometimes it's just needed that people stand with you in these moments. You know, they don't have to say anything. You don't always have to find the words. But presence is everything, you know. Presence is everything. So so we'll see what we can get into. I'll figure it out. <laughs> I will figure it out and uh, see what happens. y'all. And I believe the weather is pretty decent outside. It's about fifty-two degrees, so you know, seems like a nice day. Uh, a nice day indeed. So, uh, anyway, it's not easy when you have loss. I will tell you. I will tell you, and loss reminds us
1: that we are in the living. So. Anyway, good people. Uh, let me see what else
0: is going on while I'm sitting here lamenting and talking and shooting the breeze. Uh, uh let me see. Oh, you know what? I just got word that um Meg the stallion, Meg the stallion, and lauren uh Lauren Hill are gonna be in, are doing a are, are headlining. The Essence Music Festival. So if you've never been to the Essence Music Festival, this might be the year you go. This might be the year you go with uh Lauren Hill and Meg the Stallion headlining. And you know, it's always a good lineup. It's all you know, it's always a good lineup of concerts and talks and all kinds of things, you know. Um, and you know, you get down to New Orleans and they just take over the city. And, I mean, the city is already blackity, black, black already, but it gets even blacker. <laughs> it gets even blacker. And, you know, you get down there, throw back some hurricanes, get you some crawfish and whatever it is you do. And etouffee and gumbo. <laughs> she. <laughs> oh, sheh. <laughs> you just get into it. So. So that came across the wires yesterday. I I don't know when when it happens, you know. Um, and have you paid attention to the um, <coughs> the beautiful creatives that's coming out of the International Festival of Arts and Ideas? Beautiful creatives,
1: beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Um and. Uh,
0: Arden is uh on one of the one of the brochures. It's just beautiful. So I think the theme is rise, which is always a good theme, you know? Always a good theme. And I take pleasure in like capturing the the big brochure with all the things in it. It's like it's like the Sears catalog. The Sears, it's like the Sears Christmas catalog. <laughs> uh, do they even still put out a catalog? A catalog's still a thing. I used to pour over uh, the. I, and they I, when I was young, 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 young. You know, you could order the catalog, and it would they would just mail it to you for free. <laughs> so I would get the Spiegel catalog because it was an odd. It was like a tabloid size. You know, it was that odd size. So I'd get the. This these are the catalogs that I would love. I'd get the Spiegel catalog. Um, the Sears Christmas catalog, the JC catalog. Uh sometimes Macy's would put out a catalog. Uh, and, and oh, and the Neiman Marcus catalog. Oh, so the Neiman Marcus catalog was like the creme de la creme of catalogs. And you know, I would pour over these catalogs and dog-eared pages and you know, I was looking at clothes and shoes and jewelry and appliances and furniture and housewares and curtains, towels. Oh, my God. It was like right there. I mean, now we have the internet. You can just click on stuff and, you know, you could damn near walk into it virtually. But a catalog was such an amazing thing. Uh, and and it, you know, and, and and it was free. Like they would send you these huge books for free in the mail all you had to do was like you know if you would at somebody's house and they had a catalog or uh you could you could um you could write your name on a card and uh and they would send it to you you know you send a postcard in and then they would send you the, the catalog you know, like if you was at the hairdressers or somewhere you would see uh the catalog yeah so it'd be like that and so you would you get these big giant catalogs and you love getting them Like, I love getting them all year, but the Christmas ones were extra, just extra, 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 extra. I don't even know. Is Spiegel still around? Can you go to, like, Spiegel.com? I just love pouring over the catalogs. I just, I just, it was my favorite pastime as as a young woman. Like, I would say, like, my, like, teenager, and then again, in my, when I graduated college in my 20s, you know, I still enjoyed catalogs. And and to this day, I still I you know, every now and again I get an Ashrow catalog. You know, was sort of um uh, very black, black, black women, church lady kind of stuff with the hats and the matching outfits and the matching shoes. You know, it's very uh very black, black woman, middle, 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 middle-aged black woman kind of stuff. So I still periodically get that catalog. It comes in the mail. And I pour over it just as if I was 20. Do you know what i mean like i still i pour over it i'm like oh my gosh <laughs> but i remember i remember getting that odd sized spiegel catalog and the sears catalog and the jc penny catalog and the neiman marcus catalog and 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 then there'll be other catalogs too that you could get because they're all like in some once you once your name goes into the hat then they all would just send you catalogs and you'd have all these catalogs and then they would just send, send, send them again, you know, every season, whenever, whenever it is. So you, but that Christmas catalog was something. I mean, it just was, I mean, we would just pour over it. I would just pour over it. Oh my God. It was just, and it would be chock full of everything, to- toys for kids, you know, dolls. And then it would be like food, like can holiday candy and I mean all the things, and everything would just be packaged so beautifully and photographed so beautifully, you know, and the women just were glamorous and the clothes would be glamorous and the shoes and the jewelry and appliances, you know, that kind of <laughs> and then they'd have like ridiculous things in there, like the not even Marcus catalog. I mean that was the thing that everybody coveted, right? Cuz you know, they they'd have like a Lamborghini in there and <laughs> or uh, uh um island an island for sale. I mean, it would just be just ridiculous kinds of things. And you just be like, "Oh my god. This is how rich people live." <laughs> just So that just got me thinking about catalogs and how much how much I so enjoyed uh catalogs from a very young age and i think it was because my mother my mother my mother used to have a montgomery ward catalog my grandparents they would always have the montgomery ward catalog uh and i remember those catalogs uh very well in my mind's eye so so it was montgomery ward jc Penney, um spiegel uh neiman marcus neiman marcus was you know high high end you know um uh, but Montgomery Ward and J.C. Penney and Sears Roebuck, those catalogs were like everyday kind of people catalogs, you know. But they, you know, they had fat, you know, they had you know dressy fashion stuff, you know that. But they had like tractors and lawnmowers too, right? Like they had all the sheds and <laughs> men men stuff, overalls, boots, <laughs> all of that kind of stuff. So it it would be it would be all that kind of stuff. Uh, but Spiegel was was strictly about glamour. I mean, it was just glamorous. It was just a glamorous catalog, and you'd get, you know, you you know, you'd see, you know, everything from bridal wear to uh, special occasion wear to office wear to uh, a leisure attire. You know, all all the things. <laughs> so. I'm gonna go look up and see if Spiegel Spiegel.com exists, if it if it does exist, you know. And if they have a catalog, I might just order it. <laughs> but I'm sure I'd have to pay for it now, right? Because nobody's sending you anything for free. You know, I guess IKEA still sends a catalog, you know. Um, uh, but that but that's that's about as close as I I can get to to the those glory days of just having cat uh catalogs delivered and I don't think I ever ordered a damn thing from that one catalog. That wasn't the point. The point was you would just wish and dream about what you would do if you could. Do you know what I mean? If you, if money was no no object, um, this is what I would buy. This is what I would order. This is how I would dress. This is what I want. You know, and 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 that just was such a lovely way to spend some time with yourself you know just pouring over these kinds of books and just dreaming and wishing and you know <laughs> so so if anybody was a catalog hog like I let me know just drop it in the comments and say you know perhaps i remember those catalogs i love the catalog too i did i still do i still do so although they're they're very infrequent and, you know, we we're all online anyway, and we could just walk into, we could virtually walk into these stores, you know. Um, but a catalog was still uh, a, a good pastime and a, and a favorite sort of thing, you know. So anyway, if, you, if you've if got a catalog story, drop it in the chat, one of the chats, wherever we are, Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or whatever, just, you know, if you listen to this later or whatever. You know, if you think of it, if you think of it. So I'm on my way out and uh, I will see you all soon. I'll be back tomorrow. Y'all be uh, good out there. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Kevin. Hi, this is Babs Rawls Ivy from New Haven, Connecticut. And you're listening to WNHHLP 103.5 FM, streaming live at newhavenindependent.org. If you feel that comfortable. You ain't gotta go nowhere. You ain't gotta go nowhere. You ain't gotta go nowhere. You ain't gotta go. No-
4: wanted, so she'll make you want it. I say that to say this to you. Let's do what we came here to do. You wanted, so show me your one, I say that the same is doing. Let's do what we came here to do. Do do. If you feel that. You show sure me your want and I say that to say this to you. Cause I'll give it all to you. You, you if you feel